listening to Encouraging Words to Give You Hope. The purpose of this podcast is to encourage you with the words of hope God gives us in His Word. I'm your host, Hope Ann, the author and founder of Meditate Hope. Join me each week as we discuss several different topics, dive into God's Word together, and encourage ourselves in the Lord. So sit back, grab your Bible, and take some notes as we meditate on the encouragement God gives us in His Word. Are you ready? Let's get into today's episode. Welcome back to another episode. It's Hope here, your host, and today we are continuing our series in the Psalms. If we opened our news feeds for just a few minutes, we would see the painful circumstances and situations our world is going through, from wars to shootings to critical decisions being made to loss and grief. We see it all around us every day. But more than on a global scale, you personally may be walking through a challenging circumstance right now. And with all the hate and worry the world can throw at us on a daily basis, it can cause us to question, where is God in all of this? How can I still believe that God is good even when my circumstances around me are not? This week, we are continuing our series in the Psalms, and we'll be looking at Psalms 34, 100, and 150, which are all Psalms of praise. We will be talking about the power of praise and how we can indeed declare with confidence that God is good all the time, even when our circumstances may not be. So grab your Bible and let's come with open hearts, hungry for God to reveal his word to us. The first psalm we'll be looking at is Psalm 34, a psalm of David. Here's a little background of this psalm from Enduring Word Commentary. A fugitive from Saul, David went to the Philistine city of Gath, but found no refuge there and narrowly escaped. Those events are recorded in 1 Samuel 21 verse 10 through 22 verse 1. Following that, David went to the cave of Adullam, where many desperate men joined him. This joyful and wise psalm seems to have been written from that cave and sung in the presence of those men. Abimelech was probably a title given to the rulers among the Philistines. The ruler's proper name was Achish. With that in mind, let's take a closer look at this psalm, which was basically David's psalm of praise to the Lord even while being in a cave. In the first three verses, we see an overflow of David's praise to the Lord. He writes, I will extol the Lord at all times. His praise will always be on my lips. I will glory in the Lord. Let the afflicted hear and rejoice. Glorify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. Through just these first three verses, we see David's great faith in the Lord that no matter what may come, he would always choose to praise the Lord in the midst of it. In verses four through seven, we see David testify of God's deliverance and faithfulness to him. He says, I sought the Lord and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. Those who look to him are radiant. Their faces are never covered with shame. This poor man called and the Lord heard him. He saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and he delivers them. Here we see that in all David went through, God was faithful to deliver him from it all if he sought him. When he says, this poor man, he refers to himself, emphasizing all the times he cried out to the Lord. The part where David says the angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him shows the amazing truth 
that in the countless times David was on the run trying to escape from those who wanted to kill him, God was present. In verses 8 through 10, David invites us to testify with him of the goodness of God in our lives. He says to taste and see that the Lord truly is good and the one who takes refuge in him is blessed. He declares that those who fear the Lord, not fear meaning terror, but fear meaning respect and reverence for the Lord, will lack nothing. David's exact words in these verses are the following. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. Fear the Lord, you his holy people, for those who fear him lack nothing. The lions may grow weak and hungry, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. In the rest of this chapter, we see the tone shift a bit. After discussing praising the Lord, David moves on to talk about fearing the Lord. He encourages the people to keep their tongues away from evil, not tell lies, and choose to seek peace and pursue it. And he says in verses 11 through 14, Come, my children, listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. Whoever of you loves life and desires to see many good days, keep your tongue from evil and your lips from telling lies. Turn from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. Then in verses 15 through 16, David talks about how God sees and hears the righteous. He writes, The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are attentive to their cry. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil to blot out their name from the earth. Finally, we come to verses 17 through 22, which talk about God's care for his people. In these verses, David remembers the character of God amid his circumstances. He declares that the Lord is kind, compassionate, faithful, and loving. He writes in these verses, The righteous cry out and the Lord hears them. He delivers them from all their troubles. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. The righteous person may have many troubles, but the Lord delivers him from them all. He protects all his bones. Not one of them will be broken. Evil will slay the wicked. The foes of the righteous will be condemned. The Lord will rescue his servants No one who takes refuge in him will be condemned. The next psalm we'll be looking at is Psalm 100, a short, familiar psalm many of us may recognize as we have heard it being read during the Thanksgiving season in November. One reason that might be is because this psalm is actually entitled a psalm of Thanksgiving in the New Living Translation of the Bible. Here we will see the reason behind why we praise the Lord. In verses 1 through 2, we see an invitation for all lands to praise and worship and rejoice in the Lord. These verses say, Shout to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. So why should we praise God? Verse 3 tells us that we should praise God because he is our creator, shepherd, and the one true God. Verse 3 says, Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Then in verse 4, we see once again an invitation to praise the Lord. It says, Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. Finally, the last verse, verse 5, we see another reason why we should praise the Lord. He is good, loving, and faithful. Verse 5 tells us, For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations.
And now we come to the last psalm we will be discussing in this week's podcast episode, Psalm 150, which is also the very last psalm in the book of Psalms. The fantastic message or central point that this psalm gives is all summarized in the last verse, which says, Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. But before we fast forward to that last verse, let's take a look at the verses before that. In verse 1, we see that we are to praise the Lord everywhere. The psalmist writes, Praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty heavens. This verse calls us to praise God, not just at church on a Sunday morning during worship, but anywhere, anytime, whether that's your Monday morning drive to work or in your desperate situation or simply praising God for getting you through another day. Next in verse 2, we see that we are to praise God for all that he has done. This verse says, praise him for his acts of power. Praise him for his surpassing greatness. In verses 3 through 5, we see that we are to praise the Lord with every instrument or expression. Whether you play the piano, harp, or trumpet, or you don't even play an instrument, let all within you sing and make music unto the Lord. These verses say, Praise him with the sounding of the trumpet. Praise him with the harp and lyre. Praise him with the timbrel and dancing. Praise him with the strings and pipe. Praise him with the clash of cymbals. Praise him with resounding cymbals. And finally, we come to verse 6, which tells us to praise the Lord with every breath. This psalmist ends the book of Psalms saying, Let everything that has breath praise the Lord, praise the Lord. It's incredible to see how the book of Psalms ends and begins, from talking about a blessed person and living a blessed life in Psalm 1 to letting everything that has breath praise the Lord in Psalm 150. Now that we have gone through all three psalms, we will be discussing three reasons why our praise is powerful. As I was preparing and planning to write this week's devotional and podcast episode, I knew this was something I wanted to include, and it's also an interesting question to think about. Why is our praise to God powerful? Here are three reasons God has laid on my heart as to why our praise to Him is powerful. Number one. When we praise God, it brings us back to who God is. The tagline of this psalm series has been this, the psalms, being real with God and remembering who he is in the midst of life's trials. And throughout these past weeks in the book of Psalms, we have seen this phrase ring true in what many of the psalmists wrote. Amid their challenging circumstances, they chose not to obsess and stress over the situation, but instead focus on the character of God. We see this as we saw David praise the Lord in Psalm 34, telling us to taste and see the goodness of God. In Psalms 3-4, through 4, which we did not specifically discuss in this podcast episode, we see David hiding from his son Absalom in a cave. But even amidst this, David chose to praise the Lord. He declared who God was to him, a shield around him, his glory, his righteousness, his relief from distress, lifter of his head, and his security. David also affirmed in these chapters that the Lord heard him, answered him, sustained him, set him apart, gave him joy, and saved him from his enemies. In challenging circumstances, usually the last thing we want to do is praise the Lord. Usually our first instinct is to complain or stress about the situation, freak out, and maybe even question and doubt God. But as believers, may we choose to praise God amid our circumstances, focusing not on our difficult situation, but on the character of God that remains the same in every season. The second reason why our praise is powerful is because when we praise God, 
we choose surrender. I remember sitting down watching my church's online midweek service one time and looking back, I see that time as one of the hardest seasons I went through that I only got through by the grace of God, as is every season. But during that service, towards the end of the worship time, the pastor said this, and I'm paraphrasing here. He said, there's something powerful when children of God who are going through all the mess still choose to worship. The biggest threat to the enemy is a person that has been pressed on every side, gone through every situation, but still chooses to praise and worship the living God. And when I heard that, I later went back to the service recording and wrote those words in the notes app on my phone. And it's still there to this day. And it's so true. Our praise and worship to God is powerful. In that season, and still today, I would turn on worship music, focus on the lyrics, what it really meant, and declare over my life. When we choose to praise God amidst all of the mess, we also choose to surrender our burdens to the Lord. Life circumstances can be a heavy weight to carry, a weight that we were never meant to carry on our own. As Matthew 11, verse 28 through 30 says, Then Jesus said, Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. Amid life's circumstances, choose to praise and surrender all to the Lord. And finally, the third reason why our praise is powerful is because when we praise God, it reminds us of the truth that God is always good. Maybe you've heard someone say before, God is good. And then someone else chimed in and added, or you thought this in your head all the time. And this truth that God is always good is one that we can often forget. In seasons where life is, quote-unquote, pretty good, it can be easy for us to believe and say that statement. But when the storms of life come and everything seems like it's crashing down in front of our eyes, it can be hard to believe that God is still good in the midst of it all. But remember, whether or not God is good is not dependent on our circumstances. We can praise God and truly declare that God is good all the time because God remains the same in every season, good or bad. Our circumstances may not always be good, but God is always good. So those are three reasons why our praise is powerful. When we praise God, it brings us back to the character of God. We choose surrender and it reminds us that God is good all the time. And as we close out this week's podcast episode, we will be looking at two reflection questions along with some practical application. Though this week's podcast episode's main focus was on praising the Lord, there's still much we can apply and reflect on from this chapter. So let's have an open heart to what God has to say today. Number one, is the overflow of your heart praise to God? What are you praising God for today, even in the midst of the circumstances you are currently facing? In Psalm 34, we saw David praising the Lord even while hiding in a cave. Even in the stressful thoughts he may have had or the questions he had for God, the outpour of his heart was to praise God. It was simply what flowed out of him. Though we face challenging trials, the overflow of our hearts can still be to praise God. We often only praise God for what he can do or what he has done for us. But as we saw in Psalm 100, we praise God simply because of who he is. There's always something to praise God for, even when life is rough. Why? 
because all the time God is good and that is something we can always praise God for. Practically, this can look like recording God's goodness in your life. Like literally, grab a journal and dedicate that journal to be a place where you record all the times you have seen the goodness of God in your life. Because when we stop and look, God's goodness is all around us. As we saw in Psalm 150, we can praise God anywhere, anytime, for everything. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. And number two, has there ever been a time when you questioned God's goodness? If so, what did you do about it? I don't know about you, but it can be hard to declare that God is still good, as we discussed earlier, during life's trials. When life gets tough, we often question, where is God? If he is good, why did he let this happen? Or why does God allow bad things to happen to his people? And these questions that flood our minds can be heavy. If you're familiar with the story of Job in the Bible, you know that he was blameless, upright, and a man of integrity. But then everything is taken away from him. His animals, his family, his money, and he becomes sick. And though his friends try to counsel him and quote-unquote encourage him, it ends up discouraging him. Job did not know the reason behind his suffering, and he went through the highs and lows. At times he questioned God, and other times he declared how great God is. But at the end of Job's story, we see that it was all for a purpose, and that God reminded Job of God's authority, sovereignty, and faithfulness. When there comes a time where you may question God's goodness, Choose to remember who God is instead of letting the doubts creep in. When praise and believing God is good is our response when tough times come, we will be able to stand firm and count it all joy even amid life's trials, as it says in the book of James. So ask yourself, even if fill in the blank doesn't happen or does happen, will I still praise the Lord? May our response be yes. May our response be, yet will I praise him. Even if God closes that door, yet will I praise him. Even if the situation doesn't work out the way I want it to, yet will I praise him and let his will be done. And if this or that doesn't happen, God is still good. Practically, praising God amid doubts can look like turning on some worship music and literally singing out the words. Believe the words. Declare them over your life. Praise in the middle of your storm and let praise be how you fight your battles, surrendering it all to the Lord. Because through our praise to him, we can stand firm in who God is, knowing that he is working out all things together for our good. We can believe and know that God is good, even when our circumstances are not, because he remains the same in every season. And that's the end of this week's podcast episode, continuing our series in the Psalms. Tune in next week as we wrap up our series in the Psalms. And don't forget to subscribe wherever you are listening so that you don't miss out on any future episodes. And also don't forget to leave a rating and review if you're listening on the Apple Podcast app or a rating on Spotify. This helps the podcast grow and reach more people with the good news. Thanks for listening and have a blessed week.